Ryan Bliss has become one of the faces of Auburn University baseball. The now five-time All-American is also from right here in the Chattahoochee Valley. Straight out of Troop County, Rex, and coming up, you'll hear from the latest guy right here on your sidelines. It starts right now. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Bring it in, everybody. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast. I'm sports director Rex Castillo, joined by weekend sports anchor Jack Patterson. Before we get to our guest, it's time for a t-shirt check. Jack, who are you rocking? I am rocking the Red Devils of Central High School here in Phoenix City, one of the more prolific programs, not just in the Chattahoochee Valley, but in the state of Alabama. They're always competing for state championships, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, you name it, track especially. If you name the sport, they're (laughs) usually contenders in it. So shout out to everybody over at Central High School over on Dobbs Drive, and we'll be keeping an eye on them, especially as we start football season. And for myself, well, going with the college level, going with the orange and navy blue of Auburn University, I War mean, Eagle to everybody out there. It couldn't be anything different for you, man. Ah, uh, you know what? It's the same same colors as the University of Texas San Antonio, but more people obviously heard of Auburn. Speaking of War Eagle, our guest today, Ryan Bliss, incredible All-American infielder for the Auburn Tigers. Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for guys for having me. All right, man. Well, let's start off, of course, before he made his name on the planes right there. Where did where did the love for baseball start for you, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I picked up the game at the around age of three. Uh, you know, my father and I, there was a you know a little park across the street, and you know, I always wanted to be outside playing the game. So we went over there almost every day with a little wiffle ball and a wiffle ball bat, and then he just threw threw pitches to me, and I just hit him, and he'll chase and go get him, and we just do it again. So uh, around three is you know where it started, and I just loved it ever since. So where did you kind of start developing? You know, this is something I want to play for my career yeah I mean uh throughout my you know I guess um high school career and even you know, before that I played every sport you know football basketball and baseball and I think once I got to around the age of 13 14 maybe freshman year of high school sophomore year in high school I really you know saw that this is what I wanted to do I know I started seeing uh, progression and you know how well I was playing compared to others and I was like hey man, you know maybe I can do this and uh you know, it, as, as I got older, the game just got, you know, uh, more fun and it just got better and the competition was great and I loved it. So I think around 14 to 15 is really when I started, you know, focusing on baseball and that's when I knew I wanted to do that. Was there any pressure to, because you're in the heart of high school football country as well, was there any <laughs> pressure to stick with football or was it always just going to be on the diamond for No, you? not really. Um, you know, I'm, luckily enough, you know, we're in Georgia too, so baseball is a big uh, big sport here in Georgia, especially in Atlanta and East Cobb where I was playing, so it wasn't really any pressure to, you know, pursue uh, baseball over football or basketball, so it was just kind of um, an easy process, easy transition for me. So you started your a lot of your high school career was Troop County High School in Lagrange, and you got to play for Coach Greg, Craig Gardner, who is one of the you know more recognizable names here in the Chattahoochee Valley. What was it like playing for Coach Gardner? Oh, it was amazing. Um, you know, all four years. Really, I say it was like six years because I was always at practice, uh, <laughs> even in middle school, like since seventh grade. So I was I was around Coach Gardner for a long time, and you know, you learned so much. Not even just how to play baseball, but just how to be a man in general, and. You know, he wanted the most out of you. It was tough coaching. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was tough coaching. But at the same time, it was really good for you. And, um, you know, he knew what he was talking about. He he cared for you. And, you know, he just wanted the best out of you. And, and you know, I hate to see that he's at Northside right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but he's he's a great coach and, and a great person. And, you know, I thank him for what he did for me in high school. One thing that I learned about being in this area for a few years is that Troop County fans show out. 
no matter the sport. What was it like playing in front of those fans? It was great. You know, the support at Troop is, is phenomenal. Um, like I said, all sports, you know, it was um, football, basketball. I mean, women's basketball went to the uh, state championship um, a couple, couple years, years ago. A couple yeah, years ago, yeah. They, they showed out. I mean, they showed out for everything. Um, so it was, it was great, you know, just playing ball in front of those fans. And, um, you know, the, the support we had, um, the whole school was out. I mean, teachers, principals. Um, administration, you know, even the students came out just to want to watch the game. So it was fun. And just to be able to wear that, uh, the blue and gold was, was always a good time. What stands out in your career at Troop County is like one, your biggest, you know, what's your like favorite memory of playing for Troop County? Yeah. Um, probably, you know, going down to IMG Academy. Uh, we, we took a trip down there then, uh, I think during spring break, I think it was my freshman or sophomore. I can't remember. We went down there for spring break and, um, you know, that, 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 we played so well down there, and we I think we finished third or so like that, but the competition is was really well. We had academies. We had IMG Academy. We had private schools from California out there, and then Dang. we just had, you know, Troop County from, you know, LaGrange, Georgia, that nobody really heard of. And <laughs> um, we showed out. I mean, we won a couple games. A lot of people didn't expect us to be that um, that well play, uh, that, that good and well coached, and we shocked a lot of people. And I think I was just so proud to be a Troop County Tiger then and be down there that, you know, it felt good. And so you guys went to it. Was, I guess it was a tournament, and you guys are playing, you know, national powers like IMG and stuff like. That. Yeah, it was. It was just a. It was a spring break tournament down at IMG. We played IMG. Uh, I think um, Mater D was down there. Uh, another school from California. I can't remember, but it was. It was some pretty good. Um, some pretty good talent down there. I remember we faced the first round guy that was from Florida. Um, and he was just pumping, you know, uh, mid to upper 90s. And, you know, Dang. you don't even really see that all the time down here. But <laughs> we held our own, though. We we held our own. And I, th- I think we ended up winning that game. I, I, I'm pretty sure we ended up winning mm-hmm. that game. And, like I said, I was just so – I was so proud, you know, of my team and of everybody, just how, like, you know, little Troop County, as people say down there, we went down there and faced all those private schools and academies and, you know, we held our own. So it was pretty fun. I mean, you're sharing, the, I mean you're sharing the field with, like, at least everyone's a five-star at that point or at something. At least, yeah. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, all these guys, are, you know, they're they – they're private school, so you're going there, probably there on um, on scholarship, you know. And here at Troop, you know, you got it's in your zone, so yeah. you can't really just go out and recruit us per se. So you know, we were we were homegrown, and that's what made it feel better instead of you know just doing the little recruiting process. I heard that. Speaking of the recruiting process, when did you start getting looks from different colleges, and uh, how how was that handling all of that? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, it was around fifteen uh, U summer, fifteen uh, U uh, summer travel ball, and. You know, that's when really they, people – I remember people saying that this is around the time where, you know, you need to take it serious, and this is where, like, this, the um, recruiting coordinators in schools are coming out looking for you. And uh, it was crazy. Uh, I had a great 15-year summer, and I, I remember vividly I got one offer, 16U, um, from UGA, and after that they all rolled in. So, wow. you know, once I got that one, they kept rolling in. But, um, you know, I think once I got the one, it, it kind of took a lot of pressure off of me, knowing that I have this offer, so, okay, I have this. Now I just go out there and play ball, and then – that was able. That was able um, to help me just play and calm down, and you know, be able to you know go out there and, and perform. What was the process like for you? You know, going to campuses and you know trying, you know, meeting up with coaches and stuff like that. Because every athlete has different experiences, you know, with the different schools they go to. How was it for you to you know be able to go up and experience everything while you were still in high school? Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, it was, was eye opening to see you know how much different each each university was, and you know the resources each university had. I mean, um, you know, I went to I remember I 
went to five different colleges, and they were all different in their own way. And um, it, it was fun at the same time. I went to, you know, football games there, and they and showed me their facilities and mm -hmm. showed me their atmosphere, different, you know, how their fans are. And it was pretty cool. Um, you know, a lot, of that, a lot of that played into where I ended up going. But, um, you know, it's, it's not too hard. Once, once you start getting the uh, – the um, the offers and stuff like that, and coming for recruiting, that that part's not too too stressful. So it's almost just fun. What was it about Auburn that it stood out? It was a lot. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a lot. I mean, that one how close it was, it was to home. You know, sure. me being the only child, I wanted to uh, my parents to be able to come watch me play as much as possible. And um, you know, that that was a great a great thing knowing that I was only forty five minutes down the street. Um, the atmosphere at Auburn is unbelievable. Um, they love every sport. Uh, and they, they just support everything you do. I mean, once you're an Auburn athlete, you're just like you're almost part of a family, and that's what, that's what I felt down there. As soon as I stepped on campus, the first first visit, I was like, wow, like something different here. I just felt the warmth and the, the confidence around me, and, you know, it just, I, just, I just folded into it. Um, and I kept going down there every weekend after that, and the coaching staff was, you know, one of the main things that went into it because – Coach Thompson, and um, at the time it was Brad Bohannon and um, Coach Doug Sisson, but, um, you know, Coach Thompson, he, he was he's a great man. Like, you, you hear a bunch of stuff about, you know, during recruitment, coaches change during the season. Not right. not, not Bush Thompson. Yeah, he's going to be the, he's the same guy. Um, what you get at the beginning of the recruitment process, what you get as soon as you step on campus in the fall. So um, I could kind of see that, and I knew I wanted to play for him and, um, you know, be an Arbor Tiger. So what was it about – we talked about the atmosphere, but the opportunity to play in the SEC, which is arguably, if not definitively, one of the best baseball conferences in the country. You know, the opportunity to, you know, play close to home, but you also get to play against some of the best talent in the country. Yeah, I mean, SEC is, is the best conference in the country. Uh, you know, it's uh, – it, I was blessed. You know, that's all it is. I was blessed to be able to be so close to home and still play the competition and play the type of ball that I played. It was amazing. Um, you know, just seeing the places we went to. We went to the the new dude in Mississippi State, Ole Miss, <laughs> Arkansas. I mean, we just played at so many different places and played so many um, quality, quality teams every weekend, week in, week out. And it was just – it was so much fun. Um, like I said, I'm blessed. And, you know, I learned a lot. And, you know, I'm, I still say it's the – Best decision for me to go to college out of high school for me, and I'm so happy with the decision I made. What is the craziest environment you played in in the SC? You, you brought up the dude. People bring up the dude all the time, and then LSU is a big one. I know Plainsman can, can start rocking when mm -hmm. it needs to. So what is, like, the crazy – as a visitor, what was the craziest environment? I mean, naturally, it, I had to go to 2019 because 2020, we, the fan restrictions were in, were, uh, were in place. So um, I'll have to go Mississippi State easily. I mean, when we went, we were the first SEC series – in the new stadium. So oh, wow. we were Goodness. the first SEC team to come into the new dude in the new stadium. And I remember specifically Friday night, it was BP, and I look at right field, all the students were already there. I was like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? We don't know what up for an hour before, and it's BP, and they're all, they're all out there. So um, I think the tennis was 13,000 Friday, 14,000 um, Saturday. We was like, obviously, it's not going to be that many people. It's something 15,000. Uh, it was Dad, crazy. Dumb. And, I mean, I just remember, I mean, we took game one, and I was like, okay, yeah, everybody rolling here. And then, I don't know, they caught fire. And then, I remember, it's just, you can't hear anything in there when it gets loud. <laughs> There's a, It was a ball hitting the gap, and, you know, I, I just couldn't hear anything. It's just almost so much noise around you. So, um, that's the craziest environment that, you know, we played in. But um, I, I wish I would have seen Arkansas at a full sure. capacity because I've heard it's crazy. But, mm -hmm. you know, if, it, it was, Mississippi State was pretty fun. Uh, well, kind of. Jumping off of what Rex just said, 
what's it like playing at Plainsman Park? Because you know, like you said, it can get rowdy when it when it comes down to it. What's it like playing in that facility? Oh my God, it's it's amazing. Um, you know, Plainsman Park is uh, it's a beautiful park. Um, I I still think we have the best surface in the SEC mm. for sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's homey. Uh, a lot of people, when they come in, they say, we, we love the park. It's not a bad seat in the house, which is which is true. You know, as, as I look around and as I walk around the, the stadium, there's really not a bad seat in the house. You right. can be, you know, all the way down left field line. And it's still a really good a really good place to watch a ball game. So it's amazing. Um, it's always fun seeing the fans come out and, you know, just having the, you know, the Auburn spirit in there as you play. It's, it's really fun and playing in Plainsman. And I've loved it the last three years. You mentioned earlier how Coach Bush is the same person. When he comes to visit you in your living room, to who he is uh, on the field, what has it been like uh, for you uh, growth-wise playing for a guy like Coach Bush? Oh, amazing. Um, you know, it just he's an amazing coach, and he's an amazing uh, motivator, motivational speaker as well. I mean, the stories he tells us, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I was like, how do you come up with this stuff? But <laughs> if, if you really think about it and what he's saying, it makes sense. And if you apply it really well, it, it only makes you a better a better person overall. And you know he's just a great coach. He wants the best. He wants the most and the best out of you. And he he gets it out of you uh, every single ounce. And you know he's he's been a great guy, a, a great coach. And you know um, honestly a great mentor for me because you know after ball I want to be I want to become a coach. And just watching how he does things, you know I take a lot of pride in and a lot of um, a, a lot of things in watching him being a coach. And you know I learned a lot from him. So. It's been amazing uh, playing for him, and you know I would tell everybody, yeah, go play for Bush Thompson. I will say too, Jack, he is the nicest man to the media out I'm, there. He is. He is he I'm is. still <laughs> waiting for my first opportunity to interview him. <laughs> I'm, st I'm still waiting for that. I didn't. I haven't had a chance. To, I've interviewed the football coach. I've interviewed a basketball coach. Yep. I'm waiting for that opportunity to get to meet up with Butch. But I've heard fantastic things about him. But and speaking of Coach Thompson, what's one thing that he's told you that's just kind of resonated with you? What's one thing that he's told me? It's probably just how to, you know, go about your day and post every day. He he has his word. Um, it's posting, posting, posting. And at first, I didn't really understand what he, what he meant by that. But it's almost like just going to your post and being there and be ready to work every day. Mm. Um, and I think that that stood with me the most. Uh, just, you know, be ready to post every day and how to become, you know, not only a player, but a man. You know, even if baseball wasn't here you had to get up and, you know go to go to work every day and that's and I'm still posting in, you know, in, a, in a sense so um you know just being able to find your routine and um be ready to come out and do everything you can and be willing to give it all every day like I said in post and I think that's what stuck with me the most you know since I've been with him I like that to stand your post and be ready but yeah. when, when you're standing your post there in the SEC what was kind of your welcome to the SEC moment because as great as Georgia high school baseball can be I, I know that the SEC baseball competition just hits different yeah uh it, it does hit different uh you know i think it has to be the first weekend um at sec and you put facing tennessee um that was really the first time you really felt the the pressure and the 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 gratitude of a sec weekend series in yeah. the game um you know fr friday night i mean we end up winning sweeping that series but just friday night you know you, you look around and everybody's into every pitch and you know, that was the first time really that you could see, like, okay, this pitch matters, this pitch matters. And, mm -hmm. like, it, it was really fun, um, the competition, to see how everybody – the game sped up and how everybody was just as good as you. Now you got to find something that makes you better, not right. just physically, but maybe in between your eyes mentally or something like that. So just learning that and seeing how, you know, how fast the game was, how elite the game was, and how small of a margin of error you could make before you, you know, lose or you can get your job taken at that point, it was, it was pretty fun. So you – your first year on campus was the 2019 season. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that was the year that you guys made the run to Omaha to the College World Series. You know, what was special about that team that, you know, maybe different from any other team you've been on? Yeah, uh, 2019 was a special, special year. Um, we had a lot of veterans mixed with a lot of uh, younger guys, and we all came together as one. Uh, that team, we were, we, were, we were brothers. I mean, we were so close. We did everything together. I'm talking practice. I mean, we, uh, Wednesday CC's dinners. Like, we went, uh, <laughs> we went to dinner almost all the time. We ate with each other. We talked with each other. I mean, we were with each other all the time. And I think just the bond we, 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 we had with each other, um, that season was a little up and down, but we never, um, we never got away from each other. We never blamed somebody else. We just stuck together as a group, and we were just really close. I mean, if one person was getting hit, if one person was going to get hit, we all were going to jump on that person. That hit. Like just little <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's been a little like that was probably the biggest difference. Just you know how close we were as a team in 2019, um, and I think that's just that helped us trust each other on the field and understand like, hey, you know, the guy to my left, the guy to my right is going to do his job. So just do everything you can to make the team better and everything will take care of itself. The grind to even get to Omaha is also a crazy one. I mean, the regional and then, because you took on Georgia Tech and North Carolina, mm -hmm. right? And you had to go to North Carolina. Yep. So, I mean, you guys were pretty much the road warrior team to get to Omaha. What was that like to prepare for? Like, okay, we got Georgia Tech and now we have to go to North Carolina. And I know that those were not easy series at all. Yeah, they weren't. Um, you know, I, we, we were definitely road warriors. I remember we had to win at least one game at LSU on the road and we'd end up doing that just yeah. to get – you know, in that situation we were. So we won a lot of a lot of games on the road that, you know, we probably shouldn't have in a sense, but we, we, we pulled it out. So we were prepared to be on the road. We understood what it took to be on the road. And and playing at Georgia Tech yeah. during the midweek and playing them twice kind of calmed us down. It's like, hey, we've seen this team twice and during the midweek. So now they get, you know, our, um, our best on the weekend. And uh, we were ready to go into it. And, um, you know, we took it to them. Uh, we ended up being coastal the first weekend, and then we beat Georgia Tech on a phenomenal walk-off. Uh, yeah. Home run by Steven yes. Williams. Yeah, that's still crazy. That dude caught fire. He yeah. did, yeah. Postseason Steve, what we call him. <laughs> Postseason Steve, yeah. I love it. Postseason Steve. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we went to Tech, and uh, we took care of that. And then, honestly, playing the SEC – uh, it, it, it's kind of a blessing because when you go to places like UNC, it's not as rowdy as as you as it is going to Mississippi State or the the Ole Misses or the you know the South Carolinas. Uh, so you know we went to UNC and we were we felt comfortable. I mean it wasn't it, it was rowdy, but it wasn't nothing we hadn't already seen. Is what I'm trying to say. Lack like, of cowbells helps too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's like we we've seen all this. We've seen full out crowds. We've seen fifteen thousand. We've played the best team in the best stadium. So it's like. All right, guys, it's just another weekend series. Let's go in here take care of business. And that's what we did. Uh, ended up taking game one. Um, that was a crazy game. And then we ended up dropping game two. And then, of course, you know, the the big 13-run first, uh, 13 yeah. run first inning on uh, game three. And he helped us go to Omaha. Just bust out the whooping sticks. Yeah, that. we did. <laughs> so what was that for you, freshman? And you get all this experience playing in the SEC. And then you go to Georgia Tech and you win that regional. And now you go to North Carolina, you win that super, and you're going to Omaha. What was going through your mind at that time? Because that's a lot to take in. It is, yeah. I mean, it really didn't hit me until I got to Omaha. You know, you know, I tried not to let, you know, I guess the moment get too big. So I didn't really take it in until sure. I stepped on the field at Omaha against Mississippi State the first game. But, you know, going back and thinking about, you know, as a freshman playing, you know, every game, for Omaha team and beating the teams we did in that form, you know, it, it was it was awesome. Uh, being, you know, 
I was still, you know, just 19 at the time, fresh out of high school. I mean, I just lost a year ago. I just lost my, my high school game to end my career. So I, now I'm going to Omaha. It's just, it's, it was crazy to think about once I got there. I was like, wow, I'm really here. Uh, 19 year old on the biggest stage in, in college baseball. So it was, it was pretty cool. And uh, like I said, I'm just blessed that, you know, I was able to be in that situation, you know, help my team do what, do what we did. What was that first practice at TD Ameritrade like? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, it was kind of just like an awe, just looking at it. You know, it was something, you know, I haven't played in before. And knowing that the, all the seats were going to be full, it, it was pretty cool. And then, you know, once I did that, I had to go back, had to, go back to work. So I, you know, <laughs> I didn't let it go. I didn't let it too much. But, uh, no, just, just everything about it, the plane trip there, the – uh, the hotels we stayed in, the 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 cop transportation that we had, and yep. seeing all that, it was just cool. You felt like you know you made it um, in the college in the college realm of everything. So it was pretty cool. Now your freshman year, you started every single game. Mm-hmm. You know what was number one to have that you know durability because we all know baseball is a tough tough game. So to have that durability, but also mentally, what was it like to be able to you know. Number one, the coaches have enough confidence in you to, hey, you're starting and you're starting every game. And then on top of that, you're playing in the SEC. Like, what was going through your mind when, you know, as through that throughout that season, as you realize, like, I'm an impact player from the get-go? Yeah. Uh, you know, once I heard that I, I won the starting job for the first week in series, um, you know, after that, I was just like, hey, I don't want to give it up. So I was just doing everything I can one, to help the team. The team's always been first for me. Uh, I just wanted to win, but, you know, I just wanted to do what I can to help the team. And I knew I, if I did that, I would be in a good situation to, um, you know, to play. And, you know, playing every day it was really just about instill, instilling trust in the coaches, especially young. You have to, you know, you show them that you that you mentally that you could do this. And I think uh, I was able to show that. I just came out every day. It was the same person. Um, I didn't let everything let anything get to me. I knew it was baseball, so it, you got your ups and downs. So it's it's a, it's a beautiful game, um, in that sense. But it was it it was it was tough. It was tiring. It's something I'd never done before playing you know sixty six games or something like that. It's a lot. Yeah, and then you know the first weekend series, I remember I got home, my legs were killing me. Yeah, <laughs> I remember three nine inning games I've never done. So it it was cool. I had to learn how to take care of my body. Um, I had to learn how to get rest and get the right food in you. So it was a learning process throughout the whole season. And, um, you know, uh, lucky enough, you know, I stayed, he- I stayed healthy to play. Uh, of course, you know, you play with, play a little banged up, a little soreness every there, but nothing too crazy that I was able to, I was, um, you know, I, I was able to play, you know, the whole time. So it, it was, it was fun. It was good. And, you know, a learning curve and, you know, I learned a lot from that season. And when you go out and show up like that, I'm sure you start earning the respect of the team. So what was it like when, you know, the seniors and juniors could look at you like, we can depend on this guy? Yeah, that, it, it was really cool to see, like, hey, like, you know, they, they expected you to do stuff. And then that you then you became one of the leaders on the team without yeah. you even really knowing it. Yeah, I had a lot of guys come up to me and a lot of, you know, some of the coaches like, hey, like, you know, you're part of the leader now on this team. And, you know, midway through the season, I look up and like, hey, maybe I am, you know, maybe I can start, you know. Um, stepping up and, you know, saying more and, you know, doing more too. Cause you know, as a freshman, you don't want to step over any boundaries or anything and uh, step on any toes. But, you know, once you start, you know, getting to a certain point um, and you start hearing it multiple times, Hey, you know, our leader, you can take over. And then that's when you can start getting comfortable and, um, you know, really, you know, pushing others. And, um, but while you're still doing your thing. So it, it was pretty cool um, seeing that and being a freshman and be able to um, say, I did that. Awesome. So fast forward to the 2020 season coming off of, you know, that, appearance to Omaha, you know, it, there was a lot of expectations for you guys, you know, going into that season, you know, what was, especially for that being your second season, what was the big difference from the end of 19 to the beginning of 20? 
Yeah, um, you know, of course, coming off an Omaha team, you, you naturally, uh, you know, Auburn expecting you to you know to go back. I mean, obviously that's everybody, but um, I guess you know, personally for me was you know just to get better. Um, you've for me was you've had the experience now. You've been you played sixty six games, all of them in the SEC. You've been to Omaha. I was able to go to the Cape Cod um, for summer ball, wow. and so like I, I've seen that. And the next thing you know, it's like okay, I can do this now. I knew I could do it. I've I've had the experience, and now it's just what's the next step? What's the next goal? And for me, I was able to go back to over shortstop, and I was able to do that, did that uh, successfully, and then um, just just grow my game as more and more I got on. So that was the next thing, and uh, a main thing for me was to to, to be you know the, a bigger bigger leader and really like. Help take over the team and get everybody together, and let's let's strive to make that make that goal again. Um, twenty twenty got cut short, so we don't know. But yeah, um, yeah that that was my goals and my process from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Wanted to rewind real quick back to Omaha. The fans also showed out incredibly mm-hmm. for Auburn. It, it looked like mini Auburn everywhere. You guys yeah. went around the hotel and everything like that. What was that like? And also seeing some of the big faces like Hudson come back and and all those guys like be really proud of you breaking that drought to, for Auburn baseball to Omaha. It was cool. I mean, I remember we we. We walked down uh, to go to the buses. I'm talking, it's just a sea of orange and blue. Yeah. Uh, everybody's there. I see, you know, Tim Hudson. I see uh, Bruce Pearl, Gus Malzahn was there. I mean, just to see the support that they had, um, you know, they didn't have to come. I mean, they had summer summer, um, summer practices and stuff, they had, but they came out to support us. And it felt really good knowing I was part of a team that, you know, like I say, ended the drought and went to Omaha. Um, so it, it was really cool seeing the fans and all the fans showed up. It was amazing. They showed out. Um, you know, just knowing we had that support behind us, I think helped us, uh, you know, play, play loose and play good. And, um, you know, it's, it's Auburn and the families, they're going to show up, uh, we consider ourselves a family here and, you know, that's exactly what they did. And Jack, oh, real quick, wanted to continue on with he, oh, the whole thing with 2020 getting cut short, hearing that news, I know like coming around to everyone was just heartbreaking. How did you try and stay positive and work on your game through everything that 2020 threw us through? Yeah, it was tough. I remember uh, right after our midweek game against Watford, we were about to go and play. To, uh, we, A&M was coming in to play us, and we were preparing for that. And then when our administrator came in and said, hey, like, uh, season's postponed. So it, it wasn't even canceled okay. yet. Yeah, it was postponed. So we were like, what? Like, this can't be real. So, you know, we came to practice the next day expecting, okay, this is going to blow over. We'll be good. And then, you know, we kept hearing nothing and nothing. And so, you know, I kind of started having doubts. Like, maybe this is for real. So we went on um, – we, they sent us home, so I just went home, and there was a uh, there was a rumor going around that we may come back and start playing again. So the whole time I was just working out and still hitting at um you know at the cages and Lagrange and stuff like that, and everything got you know got officially just canceled. So my whole thing was like, okay, actually I've never really had a full off season um, to right. really train train because I usually play summer ball. You go from college to summer ball, and then you back in the fall or in high school you play year round pretty much. So yeah. this was really the true. I have two months off, two and a half, two, whatever, however long it was to really train and get better. And I think that's where my big jump came from because I was able to really, really hit my strength and conditioning for a period of time that I needed to. I was able to really focus on my game and my swing that I wanted to do for a long time. Just, I guess, didn't have the time to or didn't know, you know how to do it. But now I found that during uh, quarantine. So, um, you know, that, that was my main thing. Like, okay, what can I do for when it's starting back? I'll be ready to go. And that's, and that's what happened during 2020. Right on. And that gave you the opportunity to better yourself, better your skills, and get ready for the 2021 season. So 
you know, knowing everything we went through in 2020, obviously with the end of the season and everything, how hyped were you to get back on the field this season? Oh, my God, it was so hyped. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't care what it looked like. Um, I, actually, I remember our first fall. I was so excited for fall practice. I was ready. Let's go. Let's go. Fall let's go. practice. Fall practice, yeah. And, uh, you know, when we get back, I remember we were out there. We had these crazy rules. We had to wear batting gloves to field. And we, we every time you touch a ball, you had to put it out in the sun because the sun was supposed to take the corona off. And just little stuff like that. I didn't care what it was. I was just ready to play ball. So just me putting on my cleats and putting on the Auburn gear, I was so happy. And then, you know, we went through a fall. Uh, you know, we, we had a full fall, which was we blessed for that. And then we rolled into the spring. And I remember, you know, February comes around. Uh, February 14th was first game. And I just kind of sat there. It was limited capacity. But, you know, we were playing ball. I mean, we were – we were playing ball. We didn't care about fans. We just wanted to hear the, you know, the, the mitts, the mitts, uh, and the balls, and the, and the bats hitting. So, it was it was so surreal. I just took a breath in, looked around, was like, hey, we made it back, and you know, let's pray that nothing else happens, and just take it all in. And um, we were blessed enough not to have any setbacks this year, so it was really fun. Along with fo- missing fall practice, which I'm sure you didn't expect, <laughs> yeah. was there something else about Auburn baseball that you missed that you didn't expect? No, I mean, just I guess just being around the boys. Yeah, uh, you you'll be su- you'll be surprised how not lonely, but just like you don't have any, like you really don't have anybody to talk to once you go home. Because uh, you're with them twenty four seven. You look up, you with them Monday from I mean two o'clock to eight o'clock at night, and then you do the same thing over and over again. And in the spring, you with them from twelve to twelve, twelve yeah. hour days, and it's it's crazy the inside jokes you have, the conversations you have, and. You know, you go home and next you know you look up, you're FaceTiming them three times a day because you just don't, you just miss talking to them. So that was like the craziest thing that I missed was just being around the boys, just um, the brotherhood we had. Just you know, those are my boys, those are my friends, and you know, it just that, that's probably another one of the biggest things I miss outside of baseball. One of the things that always gets talked about when it comes to team sports is the camaraderie and the brotherhood that each team has. What was special about? what the Auburn baseball team has that might be different from any other team you've played on. Yeah, it's just, you know, the love we have for the game and I guess the love we have for Auburn too. You know, you see a lot of people, you see a lot of teams that are just there just to play ball and don't really like, like want to do it for the, like, the community and the school, but we all want to play for Auburn. And I think that what makes us uh, brotherhood and makes us tight because we know, hey, we have one goal and, and that's to win. Um, for us, for yourself, but also to win for this community and this city, um, you know, for, to, to bring a championship back to Auburn. I think that's what um, is different about the teams I've been on at Auburn. You could tell, like, we, everybody loves Auburn. Um, even if you didn't love Auburn once you come here, you, you love it now. And oh, gotcha. Yeah, you really, really love it. So um, I think that's one thing that really got us together and bonded us. What what are the rivalries like on the field? Because we all know about the Iron Bowl on on the football field. What are they like on the baseball field? Yeah, it's it's there. I mean, trust me. It probably, we when we went to Alabama this year, you had people there just because Auburn. They don't go to baseball games. They, they, <laughs> they, they come when you play Auburn, and it's it's, it's real. Um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, it's a little different because you see them three times a weekend right. instead of one. So kind of have to hold in some stuff. Uh, you, you hear and like you hear a bunch of stuff, and you hear them every day. So. Um, the emotions have to be in check, but it's still fun at the same time. I mean, it's a game. Um, you know, the emotions are high, but at the same time, we know we're all out here to do a job, and it's just fun competition. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. And you talked, you've talked a lot about the SEC. What was your favorite team to play? Who's your favorite team to play in SEC? What was your favorite place to go? My favorite place to go was my favorite venue to go to. 
Okay, well, I'll answer in two parts. My favorite mm-hmm. venue you go to was Ole Miss. Uh, okay. Swayze Field was cool. Seeing the beer showers out in right field, and they just knew how to do it there for baseball. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm plain and simple. They they just knew how to do it. Uh, you know, just uh, in between innings and how the fans interacted and how they had them up every single pitch. Everybody was into every pitch. It was pretty cool to see. And um, even with a, uh, a a limited capacity, it felt like it was full. I think it was full capacity. They just they didn't say it, but I think it was <laughs> limited full. capacity. Yeah, sure. I let's think go it with was that. full. Yeah, we'll go with that. But uh, they just knew how to do it there. But you know, uh, I guess my I guess my favorite team to play. Another favorite place to go uh, team to play was Arkansas. It, they're always good. Yeah. Um, they always had a great team. They they were always stacked, and it was just fun to see how you matched up because they were always a top five team every year. And you know, with us being the West, you play them every every year. So I wasn't playing able to play them in twenty twenty, but twenty nineteen they had a really great team. Yeah, they, they went did. to Omaha again, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, you know, we 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 played well against them. We really did. And then this year, twenty twenty one, I I think we were maybe the closest team to to taking the the only series away from them. But you know, we didn't unfortunately. But just to see how we stacked up against them, it's always a good test to see where you are in your baseball um, ability. So it, it was pretty cool. Is there a certain pitcher that you enjoy a matchup against uh, in the uh, SEC or anyone? Just enjoy a matchup against? Yeah. Uh, not really. No, they're, <laughs> all really yeah, they're all really good. So yeah. you know, I really don't just enjoy it. But um, you know, there's definitely certain you know certain staffs that you know are just not just as good as others. But sure. I mean, all all SEC pitchers. Are, I mean, every staff is going to be good. They're going to run somebody out there that's going to it's going to have some good stuff, and they're going to you know sometimes they get you, sometimes they don't. So. Um, it's not just one picture that, you know, I just enjoy hitting off of because they're all good. <laughs> they're all good. Biggest personal accomplishment while you've played for Auburn? Biggest personal accomplishment? Uh, probably just for me is seeing how mature I've, I've gotten as a, as, a, as a person and as a leader. Um, I remember coming in 2019, like, uh, you know, I wasn't outspoken as I am now. Mm. And, you know, coming here has allowed me to – um, you know, be a leader and be outspoken and um, to a point where I know like we're as good, not, not nothing crazy, but just being um, a better man, a better person and just being able to uh, look after the younger, my younger teammates. I, I, that's something I wouldn't have done at, at, out of high school. And I'm glad that um, I, I got to college and be able to do that. Do you feel like that, you know, the, you know, being winning the starting job your freshman year kind of puts you in a position where you could kind of grow not only on the field but off the field as well? Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, definitely doing that, um, playing every day um, your freshman year, uh, you know, it was able to – it was allowing me to able to say, okay, I've done this, so now I can work on something else as well as, as well, still try and get better at baseball. But I was able to add that to my, you know, resume of a person and being able to – know like help and lead and you know teach the game uh, to other people so yes for sure I was about to say because when you play every day as a freshman and you see these other freshmen come in and you're like okay I know this is big and this yeah. is different but this is how you handle it yeah. you enjoy that part of like kind of being a big brother and a mentor oh yeah for sure um I, I had that this year uh we had a freshman come in he's supposed to be really good he's a really good guy he's gonna be a really good player um but I kind of just you know um just taught him you know look like, I've, I, I've I mean sorry I don't want to sound like too over the top, but you know I, I've done it. Uh, I've, I've played every game as a freshman, so I know what it's supposed to look like. And I would just give him tips, like, "Hey, like, um, not even baseball tips, too, just tips in general about like college. You know, you stay on top mm. of your, your school. Like, how is everything? Um, has everything going good? You found your classes? I mean, that's a hard part too. Oh, I, sure. I, yeah, yes. I've been here for three years, so I can I can tell you where classes are. Just little stuff like that. You know, it, 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 as the year going on, you can see him starting to calm down and understand everything. So, you know that that may that. On top of a, of a successful season I had, that made me feel better, too, knowing that I helped him, and he's able to pass that down next year to his freshman, too. And it's, it's like a continuous chain. 
Yep. It's all one big family mm-hmm. with you guys, right? All big one family, and that's, that's what we do. We look after for each other, and then we do that. So the next person below us is part of the family, and they were able to do the same thing. Gotcha. And a lot of people, you know, tend to forget, you know, when we talk about collegiate athletics that, you know, you guys are student athletes. Mm -hmm. So uh, first off, Auburn University, did it fit in with what you wanted to do, you know, career wise? Yeah, it did. Um, You know, it had the major I wanted to. I'm majoring in business management, but I have uh, with a minor in entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, I just wanted I wanted to, you know, after ball, you know, um, open up my own facility, uh, own sports facility. Right yeah, multi sports, you know, football, I mean, baseball cages, workout, and then have like little football area turf over there. So it matched up how to manage a business and then minors to entrepreneurship, how to start the business. So it worked out. And Auburn's been amazing. Um, schooling is hard, which is good. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's matched right up with what I wanted to do in life. Nice. So I guess that, what, but what's next immediately for Ryan Bliss? It, continuing the next part of your career, how's that transition on? Because you're heading into, you know, the upperclassmen years. Mm-hmm. How was pre- how's prepping for that? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, just making sure that you're on pace to graduate on time yep. and uh, taking all the classes, you know, starting to get into your, your major classes now. So all your management classes, all your entrepreneur classes. So just making sure you're on top of everything and, um, you know, one, you know, hopefully you match up and you learn everything to be able to start your next part of your career and, and in life. So it'd be pretty good. So as you head into your upperclassmen, uh, upperclassmen years, what's your goal, not only for you, but for this team as well? Yeah, just to be uh, just continue doing what we, continue doing what we're doing. Just continue being a family, uh, just every year getting better and better process. And uh, we want to want to be able to. You know, make it to Omaha again. I mean, that's actually obviously the next goal. Um, every goal every year, but you know, this year wasn't as good. Um, so you know, just let's sure, make sure the freshmen know what's going to happen. You know, how it goes around here, and then get them acclimated, and then get tighter as a, as a group. Um, you know, last year we weren't able to even be in the same locker room together. So that's that, weird. Yeah, we, like it was. We had three different locker rooms. We had a locker wow. room, the coach's office, and then the umpire locker room. We had to turn into ours. So. Um, you know, just getting everybody back together, um, getting becoming one one brotherhood, one family, and you know, making it back to Omaha, and just you know, me being an upperclassman, just you know, looking over the younger guys and just making sure, hey, this is how we do it. You know, that'll, that'll be a good a good thing to see. Now, fast forward a little bit. If you were to go to any team, if you had a choice to go to any major league baseball team, which one would you play for? Uh whoever whoever picks me. Ah, there you <laughs> yeah, go. yeah, whoever picks <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, honestly, I I don't really you know have a choice. Uh, you know, just whoever picks me, I'll be I'll be happy to play. I mean. Uh, you know, I mean, it'd be cool to play, the, you know, with Atlanta because sure. I'm from Georgia. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, whoever, whoever takes me, I'll be astounded to play for them. So, it'd be cool. You have a favorite player growing up? Yeah. Uh, it was it was Francisco, Francisco Lindor. Yeah, he's been nice. in the league since 2013, somewhere right there. So, I've been watching him ever since. And uh, just the way he plays, the way, you know, he smiles and, and treats the game fun. is uh, I like to play like that and like, monitor my game after him. Try to stay fun, have fun, play, stay loose with the game. It's baseball, yeah, man. that's all it is. Yeah, the game's already hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you get lost and you know, taking it too serious, you, you know, you're gonna end up not wanting to play the game. So, you know, trying to find a way to make it fun um, at the same time, knowing it's a business, it's a, it's a, it's a hard balance. But um, you know, you got to make the game fun somehow. And you know, I like to do that. Keep it, keep it loose, keep it fun, but still get your work done. Well, let's keep it loose and keep it fun. So, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. ask you a fun question. All right. What is your walk-up song and why? Good question. My walk-up song was Nonstop by Drake. And I'm just a big Drake fan overall. So it was. I've had Drake ever since I've been in college, and it's been different every year. Um, I just decided I like that song this year, so <laughs> it, it was that one. Uh, and then I think the year before was Life is Good by Drake. And then uh, 
Freshman year was another Drake song too. I can't remember, but it was. It's been Drake. Just my favorite artist. Nice. What's the funniest walk up song? Funniest? Well, it's Case and Howell. I mean, that's song. It's terrible, terrible song. <laughs> yeah, it was having a good day or something like that. It was. Wait it, a minute. Is the have a good? Is that song? No, no, no. It oh. was. Uh, I can't remember how it went. I can't remember how it went. When it, when it hits me, I, it's gonna it's gonna I'm gonna kill myself because I can't I can't think about what uh what song it was. But all I know is every time it came on, we looked at Case like, why'd you pick this? Song? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you pick this song? But yeah, it, it was definitely uh, it was definitely not not the best choice. Who does have the best walk up song? Who does have the best walk up? Probably Gary Farquhar is uh, uh, Outkast. Uh, Sorry, Miss Jackson. That's it. Yes, that's Sorry, a good one. That's, that's a good. One. It was a classic, and when we heard it, we were like, okay, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> it's like, it fit right into one. who he was too. It was pretty good. Is there anyone who has a walk up song? Was like, I did not expect that coming out of him. Because uh, that happens to me. Was like, I know with high school, it's a little bit. You know, they they play some songs. Mm-hmm. Like, Wait a minute, you chose that, that song? song? Yeah, um, probably Carson Swilling, our pitcher. He he came out to all the way turned up. Uh, okay. No, no, no. He came out to Walk a Flock. It's a party. And like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, what is this? Yeah, what is this? Uh, it was pretty funny. It was. I remember the first time we hearing it, we just kind of like, we thought they we played the wrong song. And, uh, yeah. It was like, okay, they get everybody to change it. And it played out the whole time. We went back in the dugout and asked him, like, did you pick that? He said, yeah, like, I picked it. It's pretty cool. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> do yeah. you, bro? Yeah, I do you. So I didn't expect it, but it was, it was funny, though. So baseball is also a game where a lot of people have their superstitions. Do you have any superstitions? Uh, I try to... Do the same thing at at, at, at a pregame meal every time. I try to sit at the same spot. Uh-huh. Try to uh, you know put the same type of. I put the protein first and I put the rice first and a little stuff like that. You know, gotcha. make sure that I have a a water in my energy drink. At, drink the same drink the energy drink at the same time every day. A little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you got also got guys out there that only wear the same uh, sliding shorts. I don't get that crazy. <laughs> yeah, I wash my stuff and had to okay. The, thank goodness. Yeah, Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> they got to put the uh, the left sock on for the right sock. Not really. I just try to have. I guess it's more of a routine than anything. Yeah, gotcha. But not no really crazy superstitions. But there are there are some crazy superstitions out there. For what's sure. the craziest one you've seen? The craziest one I've seen is one of our teammate has to duck his head in the cold tub before his start. Yeah, it's pretty Wait, crazy. Wait, duck is like his full head in his the full cold. head and just, it wakes him up. It All wakes right. him up. So, yeah. I mean, if it works. So, yeah, it's not it sweat from the warm-up. It's literally he dunked his nah, head. he just dunked his head and that woke him up and he was ready for the day. It was it was the craziest thing, but it worked. So, it, it, I can't say nothing about it. I used to have the, the, like, don't step on the foul line. I also have been the guy to tell a, no, a pitcher in the middle of a no-hitter, hey, you're having yeah, a no-hitter, right? Yeah. Next, y- right. Yeah. Next, no, next heading, flare right y- over my head. Yeah, that'll probably get you punched in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, don't be that guy, Way please. to be that guy, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, but, uh, you know, keeping things light overall, in, in who's the funniest guy on the team? Funniest guy on the team. Who's the funniest teammate you've, you've had at Auburn? Uh, it's been a lot. Um, I you know I have to say my <laughs> my uh, my roommate was one Devin Warner. Uh, he he was the funniest guy in the locker room. We still he he transferred out to fre- our, my freshman year in 2019, but gotcha. we still tell stories about freshman year of him <laughs> now. And uh, he was such a funny guy. And then Edward Julian, uh, the Canadian. Uh, yeah, I heard that he was really funny. He was hilarious. You could understand some of the stuff he said. So I think that's what made it funny because his accent. <laughs> he had a little French accent going, but he was a funny guy. And the stuff he did, and he just brought like a different aspect to the to the locker room. And it, it was it was it was cool laughing at him every day. He had a big homer in Omaha too. He did a huge yes, home did. run. Yeah, one yes, of the first did. home runs in Omaha, and it was, it, that kind of broke us out. Not a hitter's park at all. At all, no. no. The ball does not. It's fly. not Rosenblatt, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
Not at all. Speaking of Edward, I know that unfairly he's kind of encapsulated in that moment with the missed throw to third. But one thing, when I was lucky enough to co talk to you guys afterwards, I know the, the, the locker room, obviously, everyone's disappointed, but no one blamed him. No one blamed him because a, a lot has to go right in baseball. What was it like? To, it seemed like everyone had each other's back, and that's when it was really tested to go out there after that game, right? I mean, that, that defined your team. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Eddie was the one that, that got us up. I think he scored all our RBIs, one of, yeah. all our RBIs that game, or at least like over half of them. So, I mean, when you look at it like that, baseball's weird, man. I mean, <laughs> it's weird. Um, a lot of stuff has to happen. Uh, we were up two, and then we ended, like we were up two going to the ninth. So, you know, two runs had to score before that. So just little stuff like that. I mean, a lot of stuff has to happen, and you just can't blame him for everything. I'm sorry. He, he put us yeah. up. It's baseball. You're going to make errors. Um, it's just unfortunate it happened for him in that situation. But, I mean, we came out. We were in the locker room. Um, you know, nobody talked really because we were all sure. in awe, I mean, naturally. But the next day we had practice, and then we just normal. We didn't say anything about it. <laughs> um, you know, we went up to him. was like, hey, bro, we got another game tomorrow. Um, let's come out and do our thing. And I think the best, the, the best thing about the Armin family, and I vividly remember this, we played Louisville the next game. Yeah. Eddie steps up to the plate. They give him a standing ovation. Like that's amazing. They 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 get him a standing ovation. Everybody in Auburn that was up there in Orange and Blue got up, stood up, clapped for him, and just made him say, "Hey, we're still with you. You know, we don't hate you. Um, we do haven't given up on you." They stood up and gave him a standing ovation. I thought that was really cool to see, especially after that. At that moment, primetime game, ESPN. Yeah, you know, so much could have happened. They could have flipped. Everybody could have flipped, and just to see that happen, um, how much support they have and how much they you know entrust in us was pretty cool to see. That's amazing. What's been the coolest thing you've experienced while you've been played at Auburn? It's been, I mean, naturally, it's been College World Series. Um, yeah. But, you know, besides that, uh, just the places the game has taken me uh, mm-hmm. in, at Auburn. You know, we, I've been to all these cities, um, yeah. all these college campuses, and just to see how they, how it is there and like what they do. You know, I've been to UCF. I mean, we've been to, you know, Chapel Hill, Starkville, uh, um, Swayze College Station. So we've just been to so many places, and it's just – the experiences and where the game has taken me while I've been at Auburn has been fun and, you know, it's something I can't take back. Now, based, oh, go ahead. Okay. I was going to ask, what's the best tradition you've seen? Uh, best tradition? Oh, good question. Outside of us? Yeah, outside uh, of Auburn. Always with a qualifier. Yeah. Uh, and ms uh, him. Texas yeah. And him. To see, like, before, uh, I think it's after national, sometime during national, after national anthem, you know, they all step and they sway they, left They do the right. sway. Yeah, yep. It looks like a wave. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty cool. It's kind of scary, but um, <laughs> that's I think that's probably that's probably the okay. best tradition that I've seen. Yeah, it's just the the Texas A&M uh, Aggie team or something like that. My my little sister and her husband are a pair of Aggies. So I'll pass okay, that along. yeah. So they're very specific. It's not a fight song. It's a war hymn. It's a war hymn. It's yeah, very weird. I said, I said fight song, and then the people there. Were Excuse like, no, me. It's, it's a hymn. It's a war hymn. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, there could be a, you know a kid at Troop County who who wants to make a journey into or jump into college baseball like you did. Any big pieces of advice, uh, especially like to get to this level and then to continuing, you know, to play at an elite level when you get there because you can't be satisfied when you get there. Yeah, you can't. Uh, the biggest thing is you know don't take it too serious because at mm-hmm. that point, then all you're starting to worry about is offers, 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 and that, and then you miss the aspect of actually loving the game, and that's where that's where the fun and you start getting better at it. It's when you actually love it and want to get better at it. And, um, you know, uh, for sure, take it serious because, I mean, it, it is, it is you know, baseball and it is what you, want, what you want to do. But at the same time, you know, enjoy it. I mean, I still remember summer ball for me was travel ball was some of the – and high school ball was some of the, the – uh, 
the best times of my life playing ball and just enjoying it. And that's really where I learned brotherhood is with high school ball because you, you're not with them as much, but mm-hmm. you're still with them every day. And just enjoy that, but at the same time, understand, you know, this, it is, um, you know, you, you do have to take it serious to get the offers and, um, you know, go to go play college ball. And, you know, the next thing is when you get there, you know, you're not, you didn't, you're not, you didn't succeed. I mean, yeah. I mean, you did, but like, it's not, it's not over. That's what I'm going to say. It's not over. And um, now you just got to step up another and find out what, what, what's next. It's almost like, what's next? Every time you do something, what's next? And, um, you know, don't ever take your foot off the throttle and, um, you know, continue to work every day. What's been the most important life lesson you've learned at Auburn? Most important life lesson is time management. Uh, for Fair. Me. Yeah. 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 When I first got to college, I was getting beat up by time management. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a 6 a.m. workout, 8 o'clock, 8 to 12 classes. Had to find lunch somewhere in between yeah. the 12, uh, after 12, because practice was at 2.45. But really, it starts earlier because you got to get there and get stretched and do all your early work. So just finding out how to set up your set up your day your night, for, so the next day will will be you know um, structured and stuff. So time management and how to be able to be responsible and be be places on time, I think is a big li- uh, life lesson um, anywhere. You know, for if you want having a job, you got to be on job or time or meetings on time and have everything's ready for that meeting. So a lot of stuff like that. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Baseball families have to travel a lot mm-hmm. too, especially for travel ball. So, what is it like having your mom and dad in your college career, but having their support throughout your entire baseball career? It's been amazing. Uh, you know, high school travel ball—they've been at every game. I actually they missed two games in my college career, but you know, but the, who's counting, right? Yeah, who's counting? <laughs> but the two games were midweeks, and you know, it was one was in Birmingham, which is a tough trip, and the other one was this year where. We had a, a day's notice and we flipped and went to Nashville. So like, oh, we weird. just can't yeah. make that trip like that. But you know, other than that, they've been to every game. Um, they've been to you know every weekend series, Omaha, every super regional, regional. I mean, they've been everywhere. And just to have that support, seeing them in the stands every day, it's like, okay, almost. Whew, they're here. You know, play for them. You know, play for yourself. So it's been amazing having them. Uh, I love them, and um, they've made many sacrifices for me. And uh, you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to give it back. It's amazing, man. And what's it like to be able to see the smiles on their face and, you know, to see you succeed on some of the biggest stages in college baseball? Uh, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Just to see that, um, you know, what you to know what you've done and it has paid off and they're proud of you. Um, you, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, you know, they've been there on every journey and, you know, just to know that with your hard work and what their hard work as well and their sacrifices is paying off. Um, it's almost like, you know, hey, we did it. You know, not I did it, but we did it. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a blessing to see, you know, them, their smile. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I just continue to do that for them. Kind of a big picture question. Name, image, and likeness has been the big, you know, buzz topic around college sports. I know that it, it must be like you coming off COVID. So that was a whole mess. Yeah. Now you're dealing with this. As a college student, is it just kind of overwhelming to, to go through this? Yeah. I mean, kind of. Like Nobody really knows what it means, like what is what it's going to look like yet. I mean, you're starting to see stuff on on social media, Instagram and Twitter. But, um, you know, it's baseball is, is a weird sport because, you know, you just it's not like football. It's not like basketball. It's not the big market you know, sure. games mm-hmm. like you see. So, um, you know, I haven't, uh, my teammates, I don't know anybody that's, you know, that's gotten, um, you know, offered any, any, anything uh, like that. So I'm not too sure how it is, but um, I love the idea of it. I mean, you see all these guys, jerseys everywhere in the, um, in the stadiums and they're not making any money off of it. But now they're able to, um, you know, say make profit off, you know, the money that they're making for the university. And it's pretty cool to see. And, you know, it's, um, I'm glad it's happened. 
Oh, go ahead, Jack. No, you go ahead. Uh, I mean, just to see, like, I think people all need to understand how much work you put into this. Mm. It is insane. Like you said, getting beat up by tam- time management. I didn't play college sports. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was managing my way through IM sports as well <laughs> as like that. But, you know, I just do people, or is this helping people understand, like, how crazy of a world being a college athlete can be? It's crazy. I mean, just the stuff you have to do outside of, like, people don't see what you do. Like, they don't, they don't see what you do on the field. They don't see... Like I said, the 6 a.m. workouts you have to do every morning. Man. The, the Friday morning conditioning, running the stadium at Jordan-Hare. I mean, they don't see that. And it's a lot of work. All the early work you do before practice or before the games. I mean, the game's at, the game's at 7 o'clock. You, we're at the field at 4. Three, no, really? we have to feel like three eating, and then we have all this stuff you got to do before the game. So they don't see that. And it's just a lot of work. I mean, I mean, I love it. I mean, that's what I want to do. But, I mean, yeah, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, just think, oh, you just show up and play, then you just naturally – it's a lot of work you got to put into it. Um, not even on not even at the on the field, but off the field, too, making sure that you're eligible in the classroom yeah. on top of that. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. a big thing. Like, people don't understand. Like, you got to be – you got to have a certain GPA just to be able to play. Yeah. And you got to find time to study on top of practice in the games. And, you know, you may ha- you may be traveling fr- back from, you know, Arkansas on Sunday and they have a test on Monday. Well, when are you, you going to study? So, <laughs> stuff like that, um, you got to take into account. But it, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's fun at the same time. So, sticking with fun again. So – Big part of Auburn's tradition. Have you ever been to Tumor's Corner for a celebration? Oh yeah, I, I have. Yeah, um, the Final Four. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Went there for that uh, Iron Bowl, of course, and uh, we even got it when we. Uh, I think when we beat Chapel Hill. When we beat yes. Chapel Hill, we rolled by. I wasn't there for it, but you know, just to see, we went by there and saw that the trees roll. That was pretty cool. But yeah, I have been. I have thrown a couple of, t- uh, you know, rolls of tissue on, on, on the trees. So, yeah, I've been a part of that tradition. Mm-hmm. Walking off the bus, one of the favorite things I love to see, but especially about the Auburn family, is how much they receive you and how much love they give you all. So what's it like stepping off a bus, whether it be a big game or going to Omaha or something like that, and just seeing that sea of orange and blue? Amazing. Yeah, I remember we got back from the regional and the super regional and even Omaha, and then we got off the bus, and, you know, you had, like I said, Bruce Pearl right there with the team, and then you had, um, I think it was it was almost, almost every athletic team was there and all the fans and – um, you know, the kids there wanting autographs and they're making signs and stuff like that. It's, awesome. it's so cool to see. And it's, it's amazing just seeing the, the family there and the, the support you have. Just it's so it's so relaxing and so comforting knowing you have that and you don't really have anybody down your back. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do it. And if you don't do it, we're not going to show up, show up and still support you. So it was, it was good to see that. And, and like I said, it's one of the reasons why I love Auburn and I'm glad I came. So we, we've talked a lot about your past and we've talked a lot about your present, but what does the future hold for Ryan Bliss? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's still up right now. Um, you know, the, the 2021 draft is, is coming up this weekend and, um, you know, uh, just trying to see what happens. You know, nobody really knows what's going to happen, but, you know, if I am blessed enough to go, then, you know, I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing and, you know, continue my, my I guess, my legacy until the next, the next step of life. Um, just continue playing professional ball is what I've always wanted to do as a little kid. And, uh, yeah, just just enjoying life and just playing ball pretty much. You played a lot of innings of baseball. What keeps you motivated? Uh, just, just the love of the game is one. Um, the love of the game, I mean, this is what it's my, it's my getaway from, from the world, really. When I, sit, when I step between those lines, it's baseball. I'm not thinking about nothing else. I'm not thinking about, you know, when I was in college, I'm not thinking about, uh, you know, social life. I'm not thinking about school, like, at that moment. When I'm in between those two lines, it's baseball. And that's my way of just getting away from things. If, and, you know, I can know I can always go there and, and feel well and just be able to, um, you know, provide for my family. Um, you know, that's, it's, it, why not do it, play, play, doing the thing you love? And 
giving back to the community. Uh, that's one thing that I, I'm really, really want to do. Um, okay. Somehow give back to the community. Got to figure out how, but I am going to do that. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, build something with the Y or just having camps for free for kids that yeah. um, in situations they can't pay for. Baseball is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Baseball is an expensive sport, and people don't really realize that. You need bat, you need gloves, you need the pay, you need the travel. Because, you know, you don't, really like the best balls in, in Atlanta, it's in Texas, it's in California. So it's travel is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, trying to find ways to get exposure and get the game out to the, you know, uh, the minority kids that can't sure. really um, – can't really just get to a field um, and just try finding some way to do that. You know, that's what I want to do because, you know, you can go anywhere down the street and just pick up a basketball and play 21. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of ba- a bunch of courts, a bunch of – where you can't really just go somewhere and play pickup, you know, baseball. I mean, yeah, it's – You fair. need people. You need that. people for that. Yeah, and it's, so just getting the game to them so they can see how fun it actually is and the experiences it gives you and the, the connections it gives you. I want to be able to do that, and uh, that's one way I want to give back. That's amazing, man. Yeah, the, the, the ability, because I know that, especially at this part where you want to focus on your game or on your future, but you're already mm-hmm. thinking about like getting the, because the days of the sand model where like you bring out nine yeah. of your friends, you mm-hmm. kind of go by the wayside. And as you're right, it is expensive to play baseball. It but is. the fact that you want to do that, I mean, I, we all played Little League. I had some, mm-hmm. I still have fond memories of Little yeah. League baseball and all Me that. Too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing, man. Good Thank luck you. to you. But Thank we you. do have one more question. Jack, mm-hmm. go ahead and hit him with it. Yes, sir. So we ask this question to every guest with the caveat that you have to help us pull this off. Okay. Who do you want to see in that chair on your sidelines? Who do I want to see on this chair? Could y'all get Bruce Pearl in here? Ooh. That would be a big I one. Love I would love that. That would All be right, a so big go ahead and swing one. for the fences, Ryan. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a big one. Uh, he's a great. High as far as gone. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a great target. He's he's talked to us a bunch of times at the field. And, oh, really? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, and he's he's given us a couple motivational speeches before games, and I think you guys will really, really enjoy that mm-hmm. and um, love talking to him. And I would love to hear the questions you have for him. Just hear him talk. I love watching, hearing him talk, so. Um, I, I'll help on that. I'll help. On hey, that. appreciate it. There we go. There we go. We go. got a way to go, y'all. We got a way to go. Someone to throw the lob from. Yeah. Any funny Bruce Pearl stories? Uh, yeah. I mean, just uh, can't really say him on on on. on fair, fair. On thank you. Mic. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> you. He's a he's an intense talker, but uh, you know, just the, the stories he told us about you know how he how much he doesn't hate uh, how much he hates this team and how much how we need to beat him this weekend. Uh, it, it was it gets us fired up and uh, somehow we always end up winning that series that he talks about. So Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's there pretty you go. cool. It's pretty cool. Ryan, you have been an, an incredible guest. Thank yes, you again. Thank you so it's, much, man. We we always end up like getting motivated from when we're assisting that chair and yet again another another incredible one so thank you so much I man. think that's nine value. for nine Rex hey what's number nine look at that <laughs> look at that. that that works that works <laughs> I didn't even recognize that thank you guys nine for nine we appreciate you Ryan Rex I think it's about that time to wrap things up man so we'll start it up where can you find us? Well, guys, thank you again so much. You can always find us here at WRBL.com. But make sure, thank you, Dylan, for helping me out. We're gonna eventually you'll find us on Spotify, Audible, and Apple Podcasts. I promise we're working on that. Working on that. Our people behind the scenes are doing incredible work to get us on there. But Jack, they can also follow us on social media. Where can they find us? Yes, you can follow Rex on Twitter at Rex Castillo TV, myself at Jay Patterson TV. Follow us on Facebook as well, WRBL Rex Castillo, WRBL Jack Patterson. Make sure you follow those news three sports social media pages as well. Rex, take us home, my good brother. Guys, thank you again so much for joining us. When you learn how to be there, dependable, respectable, and always standing your post from a guy who started every game as a freshman, can't get much better than that. Luckily, the Auburn Tigers can make another run to Omaha, but thank you to Ryan. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys right here on the next episode of On Your Side. Two weeks away. We'll see you then.